Blog Talk Radio. number one source for knowledge in the information age high frequency radio network
pistol. How I think blowed out of my mind. Feeling like committing a crime. Get a lot for that. I won't snitch, I ain't dropping a dime. I'm a self-made hustler, top of the line.
All right, let's get this moving. I would like to welcome you to another episode of The Foundation here on High Frequency Radio Network. I'm your host, Soel, and it is an absolute pleasure to be with you again today. For another episode of the foundation this is the foundation and we are we are high frequency well will we understand incorrect information incorrectly applied can get you hurt correct information incorrectly applied can get you hurt so as always we are looking to correctly apply that correct information here at the foundation. I want to start off by saying all thanks, honors, praises due to the creator. I want to say big up, shout out, salute to my big brother, the uncle of the conscious community, Yusuf L, high frequency radio network creator. I mean... What can I say? I've been on high, we've been on high frequency for over seven years now. Seven and a half years, man. Isn't that crazy? I believe that to be crazy. But yeah, shout out to the brother. High Frequency Radio Network. SPCUniversity.com If you're looking to do your secured party creditor dance Make sure you check out SPCUniversity.com. And while you're at it, while you're on the internet, make sure you check out WelcomeToTheFoundation.com. First thing foremost, sign up for that email list. You will have access to exclusive content exclusive offers and exclusive offers I mean you know notices with regards to our events Whether that's a in-person event, we do web events. Speaking of in-person events, we're going to be in Chicago in September. The foundation, we will be in Chicago. We're going to do our Midwest dance. So if you're in the Midwest, you're in the area, you know, if getting to Chicago is feasible for you. We'd be More than happy to have you. It's going to be in person. If you haven't yet, you can meet. So, L, I heard the dude's pretty cool. And, you know, it's going to be a very, very informative affair. So, you know, 
Make sure you sign up for the email list at welcometothefoundation.com. You should check out that PDF section after you sign up for the email list. It's a bunch of PDFs for free, not for the fee. Just grab them. You can go. You can close your browser. Rest assured that you have these documents on your local hard drive. Or you can keep going. I suggest you keep going. Check out that education section. We have the Foundation Trust Primer. This is for those of you who are just getting into this information with regards to private administration of your estates. And it's over 18 hand pick documents with regards to said entities there's over 80 different types of trusts and it can be very confusing when you're looking to privately structure your estate where to start where to begin And that's where you begin, you know, the Foundation Trust Primer. Also, you can grab that Foundation Trust Series, Part 1, Part 2, Part 3. They are videos, DVD discs, old school PowerPoint presentations, beginners, intermediate, and advanced is what I would say, part one, part two, and part three. As I always say, we got Supreme Court case citations, Black's Law dictionary definitions. Break it down from, you know, the jurisdiction, the... the distinctness and separateness of the structure, the validity of the type of trust we get into, and then, you know, all the way up to, you know, particular long-term investments and what I would call You know, high-level high financial stuff, and that would be in part three. So you can grab those at welcometothefoundation.com. Also, we got the passport, no social, part one and part two. Brother Chris L came through, showed us how to obtain it with part one, how to use it in part two. And subsequently, Passport, No Social, Part 1, and Part 2. All in the education section at WelcomeToTheFoundation.com. Also, you can find all of our social media sites, our Instagram, our YouTube, our Twitter, our Facebook, at WelcomeToTheFoundation.com And last but not least You can book a consultation And you can make a donation 
All at the same luxurious location as welcome to the foundation.com. It's a, it's a, you know, it's, a, it's an illustrious website. You should check it out. If you've never been to Welcome to the Foundation, you should check it out at least one time. I mean, it's beautiful. We got hacked, and then we hacked back, and then got hacked again, and then it was a rehack. <laughs> the website was down for a while. But we're back in effect. <clears throat> and shout out to the new sound. The new sound guy came through and upgraded. Upgraded the sound. So shout out to the <laughs> shout out to the sound guy. Welcome to the foundation. And did I say you can book a consultation as well as making a donation? We appreciate that. I want to say peace to all the listeners, all the archive listeners, MP3 listeners, podcast listeners, live callers, internet listeners. However you check out the show, I want to say peace to you. I also want to say peace to all the trustees here at the Foundation in Private Trustee Training, as well as those of you who are investing otherwise in your private education. I definitely want to say peace to you. I, you know, we appreciate you. You are very needed in this world. It's a beautiful thing. And we... <clears throat> I'd like to say peace to anyone that we have come into contact with, however, whatever, here at the foundation, whether it's an email, well wish, you called, you booked a consultation, you got something, one of the educational offerings from the website, however, and wherever. And whenever. We want to say peace to you. So today's episode is entitled, what's the name of the episode? Five Unbelievable Benefits of Private Trust. Unbelievable in the sense that... How would I say this? The more, the more that you, uh, the more, the more, probably, the more that you've studied trust and you've read statutes with regards to states' governance, and things of that nature, the more you've talked to lawyers and, and attorneys and those types, the more you're kind of, you know, not going to believe what you're going to hear on this episode of the foundation. So, you know, five unbelievable, unbelievable benefits of private trust. I'm in a good mood. So I might be, you know, might throw a little razzle dazzle on these current, these current events. Let's jump into them now. CNN Business, Fitch downgrades U.S. debt on debt ceiling drama and governance worries. That that debt ceiling, I think, didn't Moody's do it last time? It's all bad. CNN, Fitch ratings downgraded its U.S. debt rating yesterday from the highest AAA rating to 
a double A plus stating quote a steady deterioration in standards of go in governance. Wait, citing, I'm sorry. Not stating, citing. Quote a steady deterioration in standards of governance. End quote. <laughs> The downgrade comes after lawmakers negotiated up until the last minute on a debt ceiling deal earlier this year, risking the nation's first default. But the January 6th insurrection was also a major contributing factor. I mean, how, what's that got to do with credit? I mean, I don't know, man. I, you know, civil unrest could really, you know, bust up a country's credit. It's, it's just it's just one of those things. We got a, several articles, so I'm gonna move on. You know, and you say the United States isn't a business. If it's not a business, why does it have a credit rating? Hmm. CNN Business Fitch downgrades mortgage giants Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac from AAA to AA plus. Why? Why would you say such a thing would transpire? In the good old U.S. of A. in 2023, the credit ratings of U.S. mortgage giants Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae were downgraded by Fitch ratings today. The day after Fitch cut the U.S. sovereign rating from the top-ranked AAA to AA+, the firm downgraded the mortgage giant's long-term issuer default ratings, or IDR, and senior unsecured debt ratings from AAA to AA+. Fitch had previously placed the enterprises on a watch for possible downgrade in May. Today's action came because the ratings for Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are linked to the sovereign rating of the United States, which the firm downgraded yesterday. So, I mean, that would make sense, right? They're government institutions or government-backed, government-allowed. I don't know, man. I don't have time to read all that stuff. But it's obvious by what just happened that booyaka shot. You know what I'm saying? Booyaka shot. What is this? Market screener because, what is it? Reuters is trying to charge a brother. We over here doing this good work. Spreading this information to the brothers and sisters across the world. And they trying to charge you, babe? Lucky, you know. I do, you know, possess a little, you know, have blah blouse. <clears throat> Morning bed, a sea of red. But double A or triple A shock will fade. The shock will fade. Don't worry about it. The people woke up this morning. It was all bad in the stock market. CNN business, the number of available jobs in the U.S. just fell to its lowest level in more than two years. So you would say, hey, man, that means a lot of people have jobs, right? Mm-mm, mm-mm. Bit by bit, the U.S. labor market is settling down from the roiling, boiling of the past three years. The number of job openings dipped to its lowest point in more than two years, according to data from the Bureau of Labor and Statistics released yesterday. The latest job turnover report for the month of June showed that the number of available positions dropped for a second consecutive month falling to a seasonally adjusted 9.582 million 
or 1.6 jobs per job seeker, roughly in line with expectations. What does that mean? They're expecting it. They're expecting there's an expectation for jobs not to be available. I don't know why. You tell me why. Well, we might get to that. I'm not sure. We might get to that. Investor place. Because Reuters want to charge you, make you sign up. Y'all can go check. Read a couple of Reuters articles to see what happens. You just trying to learn something. Stock market crash alert. Mark your calendars for August 4th. If I look at my calendar, that's tomorrow. July jobs may foretell a recession. In 2023 or a soft landing. Investors remain concerned about a stock market crash ahead of the next make or break jobs report. Indeed, with investor sentiment reaching new highs, a less than stellar jobs report could mean the difference between a bull market and a bear market in the latter half of 2023. The importance of next month's job report due manana lies in the strength of the U.S. economy thus far. To say things have gone well this year would be a gross understatement. Um, didn't they just get downgraded? I don't know. Are you in the markets? If you're in the markets, let me know. Email me. Admin at welcome to the foundation.com. Pretty soon we're going to go live on Facebook. You can talk to me live. All I need you to do, if you haven't already, subscribe to us on YouTube. Easiest way to find us is go to welcome to the foundation.com. We got a YouTube video up there. Boom. It's easy. It's an easy dance. It's one of them easy dances. AT&T HR chief is leaving as company cuts thousands of jobs. This is from Bloomberg. AT&T Incorporated human resource chief Angela Santone will leave the company at the end of September. Just as the telecommunications giant is eliminating thousands of jobs as part of a newly expanded $8 billion cost reduction program. Chief Executive Officer John Stanky. <laughs> yeah, that's his real name. I'm not. Maybe it's pronounced Stan Key. <laughs> I was going to call him Stanky. Informed employees last week in an email. I know. I'm sorry. I'm juvenile. That Santone was leaving. She is one of only three female top executives at AT&T. Santone was previously head of human resources at Turner Division Time Warner and was brought to run the department at AT AT&T in late 2019, shortly before the panorama. Sounds like right before. AT&T is under pressure as wireless subscriber growth is slowing. Its debt has increased by $6 billion to $143.3 billion. Man, I don't like Four dollars to the dude down down the street. One hundred forty-three billion dollars in debt, and it faces a potentially costly lead, or I'm sorry, lead cable cleanup. The company raised rates on its premium mobile plan to help. <laughs> Ugh, yeah, that'll that'll get a lot of people moving over to what they call it Metro PCS or whatever it is. The company um, also. 
in the process of restructuring operations by reducing 350 offices across the United States to nine core locations within the main hubs in Dallas and Atlanta. From 350 to nine, player? Yeah, that's thousands. 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 CVS to cut 5,000 jobs nationwide. This is from, what is it called? The Boston Globe. CVS plans to cut approximately 5,000 jobs nationwide at par, as part of a cost-cutting strategy aimed at sharpening the retail pharmacy giant's focus on health care services. Yo, if I fire you, it's going to be able to, I'm, I can sharpen my focus. It'll be sharp. I will have the sharpest of the sharp focused of minds and eyes if I fire you. The company, which is headquartered in Woonsocket, employed more than 300,000 workers as of 2022, primarily in the United States, with 8,600 employees in Rhode Island. In the statement to the Globe, CVS spokesman Michael DeAngelis said the cuts will primarily affect workers in corporate positions. Executives do not expect customer-oriented roles in individual pharmacies, clinics, or stores to be part of this plan. We do not anticipate there will be any impact to our clients and customers as we remain focused. You believe him? I don't believe him. I told y'all. I told y'all years ago. You can go back in the arc. They gonna start like the easiest way to cut costs in a corporation is to fire employees. Bloomberg, Salesforce cuts more than more jobs after 10% reduction earlier this year. Salesforce has eliminated wow more workers beyond a previously announced 10% reduction in a renewed focus on profitability, sales, and customer success employees were let go today as part of an ongoing effort to ensure we always have the right resources in place <laughs> a spokesperson says I'm sorry for laughing I just feel like they <laughs> they write a lot of this stuff just you know slapping people in the face what is it business insider Shopify has conducted quiet layoffs in recent weeks big AI plans have workers worried a larger cut is on the way? Shopify workers are once again bracing for another mass layoff just three months after the e-commerce giant laid off 20% of its workforce and sold its logistics business. Rumors are swirling that more cuts could be on the way. Shopify has quietly laid off a number of workers in recent weeks with cuts coming in departments as varied as customer support, engineering, and marketing. Many workers in Ireland were also let go earlier in July. The timing of any potential layoff is unclear. Shopify reports earnings for the second quarter today. But after the market's closed, so I think the market's closed. No. Yep, yep, maybe. What time is it? Yep. Markets are closed. Let's check on that later. Reuters, Shopify forecasts solid revenue growth on higher prices. <laughs> More sign-ups. Didn't they just they don't, they might lay off a whole bunch of people. 
which will allow them higher revenue growth. They're going to raise their prices, and somehow they're going to get more people to sign up. I don't suspect that this can happen. And, you know, you know the economy is getting really bad. CNN business, 99-year-old trucking company, Yellow, shuts down putting 30,000 workers on the unemployment line. Yellow Corporation, a 99-year-old trucking company that was once a dominant player in its field, halted Operation Sunday and will lay off all 30,000 of its workers. The unionized company has been in battle with the Teamsters Union, which represents about 22,000 drivers and dock workers at the company. Just a week ago, the union canceled a threatened strike that had been prompted by the company failing to contribute to its pension and health insurance plans. The union granted the company an extra month to make the required payments. But by midweek last week, the company had stopped picking up freight from its customers and was making deliveries only of freight already in its system, according to both the union and uh, a trucking industry consultants. While the union agreed not to go on strike against Yellow, it could not reach an agreement on a new contract with the trucking company, according to a memo sent to local unions Thursday. This is by the Teamsters Negotiating Committee. The union said early Monday that it had been notified of the shutdown. Quote, today's news is unfortunate, but not surprising. Yellow has historically proven that it could not manage itself despite billions of dollars in worker concessions and hundreds of millions in bailout funding from the federal government. This is a sad day for workers and the American freight industry, end quote, said Teamsters President Sean O'Brien in a statement. Company officials did not respond to numerous requests for comment Sunday and Monday. While the company is based in Nashville, Tennessee, it is a national company with Terminals and employees spread between more than 300 locations nationwide. Experts in the field said it was primarily an unaffordable amount of debt, more than the cost of the union contract that did in yellow. Mm. You got interest rates being raised by the Federal Reserve Open Market Committee. And that raises the payments on corporate debt. And you're going to see more and 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 more of this. More companies shutting down. And it's not it's not something that's cool or something to be happy about. It's just, you know, there's there's a lot of corporate debt that's coming due that needs to be refinanced. Next year, the end of this year, if you're interested, you can look into that. It's going to be bad. Reuters.com, Etsy forecasts downbeat third quarter as demand softens. This means people, the average Joe and Jane, are spending less, spending less. Etsy today forecast third quarter revenue below market expectations signaling softening in demand for handcrafted goods 
at its online marketplace, sending its shares down 6% after the bell. The rising prices of essential goods has forced consumers to cut back on spending on discretionary items, which include higher margin home furnishings, goods, and personalized products and gifts sold on Etsy's marketplace. I mean, I wonder why people, you know, they're getting laid off. People are getting laid off. While you're being laid off, there's a plan. It's not my plan. It is a plan, though. WorldCoin says it will allow companies and governments to use its face scanning ID system. WorldCoin will expand its operations to sign up more users globally and aims to allow other organizations to use its iris scanning and identify identity verifying technology. A senior manager for the company behind the product and the project told Reuters. Co-founded by OpenAI CEO Sam Alton, Altman, my bad, WorldCoin launched last week requiring users to give their iris scans in exchange for a digital ID and in some countries, free cryptocurrency as part of plans to create a, quote, identity and financial network, end quote. In sign-up sites around the world, people have been getting their faces scanned by a shiny spherical orb. And it's called orb. We talked about this last week, I believe, in the current events. Shrugging off privacy campaigners concerns that the biometric data could be misused. WorldCoin says 2.2 million people have already signed up, mostly during a trial period over the last two years. Data watchdogs in Britain, France, (laughs) Germany, and other countries have said they are looking into the project. And you will see the United States look into this project as well. This will easily and quickly be matched with FedNow and the USD coin or whatever they call it. The United States Central Bank <laughs> Digital Currency. Quote, we are on the mission of building the biggest financial and identity community that we can, end quote. WorldCoin raised $150 million from venture capital investors, including blockchain capital, A16Z Crypto, Bank Capital Crypto, and Distributed Global in a funding round in May. WorldCoin will continue rolling out operations in Europe, Latin America, and Africa, and, quote, all the parts of the world that will accept us, end quote. WorldCoin's website mentions various possible applications, including distinguishing humans from artificial intelligence, and this is going to be a big thing. The ability to distinguish humans from artificial intelligence is going to be a large very, very large reason used to invade privacy. This is why you need to get your trust set up. You need to get them up. You need to get them up because here it comes. Oh, man. (laughs) This is not cool. So we're going to distinguish humans from artificial intelligence. This will enable global democratic processes and will show a potential path to what? 
universal basic income. Although these outcomes are not guaranteed, y'all should look up universal basic income. Artificial intelligence is taking all these jobs. Why do you think so many things are going into virtual reality? There's a lot of distractions. Lots and lots of distractions. You can make a lot of money if you create a distraction. Just so you know, think about it. You create a distraction that a lot of people are distracted by and will give you money to be distracted. I guess it it depends on what you consider a distraction, right? Most people interviewed by Reuters at sign-up sites in Britain, India, and Japan last week said they were joining in order to receive the $25 free world coin tokens the company says verified users can claim. This is how they're going to get people signed up. This is the first wave. We're going to give you free stuff. The next wave is um, this is how you accept your government payments. Social Security... different benefits that you know service members receive and state benefits you know the women infant and children program things of that nature quote I don't think we are going to be the ones generating universal basic income if we can do the infrastructure that allows for governments or other entities to do so, we would, we would be very happy, end quote. Why? Because if you own the underlying system that governments use, when they begin to institute universal basic income, you stand to make billions upon billions of trillions of dollars. Companies could pay WorldCoin to use its digital identity system, for example. If a coffee shop wants to give everyone free coffee, then WorldCoin's technology could be used to ensure that people do not claim more than one coffee without the shop needing to gather personal data. (laughs) I'm cool. Keep your free coffee, fam. Mm -mm. That that was a terrible example. But you know what? There are going to be so many people that sign up for the free coffee, man. Quote, the idea is that we build the infrastructure and that we allow other third parties to use the technology. End quote. In the future, the technology behind the iris scanning orb will be open source. Hmm. Once they get all of your biometric data, they will open the code on how to get the biometric data. <laughs> So you can do it too, but we got all your stuff. Quote, the idea is that anyone can, in the future, build their own orb and use it to benefit the community that it's aiming for, end quote. I don't know. I don't know what you think. I mean, I know what I think. And I think near... I don't. I don't think. Um, you know, I don't think I'll be uh, participating in an orb. I'll be participating. Oops. In my iris being scanned. It's. It's. 
it's just not for me. It's not a situation that I can I can I can foresee myself participating in. But that's it. That's it for current events. So welcome welcome to the foundation.com. I appreciate y'all being here. You know, you can be a lot of places. A lot of places. We appreciate you being here for this episode of the Foundation. Five unbelievable benefits of private trust. Unbelievable. I'm sorry, I had to say that. Told you. I'm feeling juvenile. A little juvenile tonight. It's not even night. So, for real though, so five, five unbelievable benefits, the unbelievableness of private trust. Let's get into that. I got some notes. I do have some notes. And what did we do? I think because last week, and I, you know, I got some, we got some feedback here at the foundation. Shout out to the feedbackers. When it comes to, you know, when it comes to organizing a private trust, there are what I, I would say. There's you're gonna you're gonna find a lot of different people, gurus, trust masters. You know what I mean? That will identify and articulate all of these different, you know, so-called benefits. And some of them, you know, know what they're talking about. Most of them don't know what they're talking about. That's, you know, my personal opinion, my personal experience. Oh, and by the way, I'm not an attorney or a lawyer and I'm not giving any legal advice. If you would like legal advice, we here at the foundation suggest that you obtain competent legal advice from an attorney or lawyer in your local jurisdiction. Because ultimately this stuff is serious, but seriously, I do not have a bar card. I cannot practice law. But through contract, we can execute law. And let's kind of get to that. So, you know, a lot of these guys, a lot of these people, you know, we'll discuss the benefits of trust. And we'll sell the benefits of trust. And it's part of the reason why I make it a point to discuss the, you know, the disadvantages of misadministration of a private trust. Or what is known as a pure trust. And yeah, you should keep that in mind. Peer trust, Massachusetts trust, common law trust. It's gone. It goes by many names. Before I guess we get into the benefits, the unbelievable benefits, which in my opinion are not unbelievable, but <clears throat> I do. We do get questions. We get a lot of questions. So first thing I want to say is. I have notes. I have notes. Remember, remember, I said I have notes. I was telling you I had notes. I, I, it, was, it was a disclosure. Where is it? 
So the, the United States adopted the common laws of England with the Constitution. This is Caldwell versus Hill. And, it, you know, I told you I got notes. So I wrote them down. You can write it down if you'd like. Caldwell, C-A-L-D-W-E-L-L versus Hill. Hill, H-I-L-L. That is one seven eight S E three eight three, and that was back in nineteen thirty four. Man, the United States adopted the common laws of England with the Constitution. We need to understand that. What does it mean? Well, the common law of England is what the framers of the Constitution knew. They they were fleeing England, and it's it's taxes, and you know it's laws. It's, it's oppressive regimeness, you know. And at, at first, the colonies were 100% under British rule, but then, you know, they declared independence. And how they declared independence was kind of critical. But how they, you know, substantiated that independence was by war. But ultimately, that independence was declared by the execution of a contract, particularly a trust indenture mm -hmm, entitled the Constitution for the United States of America. Or was it the Constitution of the United States of America? But I'm not going to get into that today because that is a digression and I will not digress. Not, a, not that deep. And with that constitution, they they utilized or claimed the English common law right to contract. And, you know, I have notes. I have notes. Remember I said I have notes. The right to contract is unlimited. And that's in, in Hale, Hale versus Hinkle. Let me turn my note, turn the page, man. And that's, uh, I don't know, been retried over 1,600 times. It's never been overturned. You're right. You're, the, the people's right to contract is unlimited. Now I'm setting the stage. I'm setting the stage. I'm on topic. I said I'm not going to digress. I'm, I am 100% on topic right now. So the people have the right to contract unlimited people in the United States. <clears throat> and that carries over from the common law of England or the English common law. So what does that mean? In um, within the Constitution, in Article 1, Section 10 of the Constitution, it states in part that no state shall pass any law impairing the obligation of contract. So, you know, if, 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 remember when I said there's over 80 different types of trust, if, if, if you are able to comprehend how the wealthy 
in the world. I, you know, I usually say the wealthy in the country, you know. But how the world, wealthy in the world operate and how they structure their businesses and their entities. Oops. Yeah, see, that needs to be fixed. Need to holler at that after the show. But the wealthy, the wealthy in this, in the world. How, how they operate and how they structure their business is through it's through contract. And if 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 it's advantageous to, to structure their business in contract, they realize that it was advantageous to structure their private estates in contract as well. Why? Because they knew that if they structured their estates and their businesses in contract form, that, let me check my notes, my notes, hold on, I got my notes. They knew that a peer trust, hold on, this is Elliot versus Freeman. I'll tell you that first. Elliot versus Freeman. 220 US 178. And you know, you can go to what is it? blogtalkradio.com forward slash high frequency. You can find the show. You can download it. And you probably already knew that. I, I apologize. What do they call that? Mansplaining. They call it mansplaining. But Elliot versus Freeman, the, the court said a peer trust is not subject to legislative control. The court holds that trust relationship comes under the realm of equity based upon the common law and is not subject to the legislative restrictions of corporations and other organizations That are subject to legislative authority. And see, you know, I think the name of the episode is The Untold History of the Public Education System. You should probably check that out in the archives. I'm not going to get into that. But what I will say is this stuff is not taught in public school. I don't care if after you go into public school, you went to a public college, a state college, a state university. I don't care if you pledged, fam. What I do care is the type of education you received, a specific city public school that's under a public school district that is under what? The state legislative control. All structures within a state are under the state's control. LLCs, corporations, partnerships, associations, the states, trusts. I've seen some of the most ridiculous trusts. Man, the brother was hurt and awarded a, 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 a lot of money 
But in the order of the award, it was put in trust. And my man, public trusts her. You know, listen. Those things are governed by legislative authority. People don't understand that. They do it, but they don't. Most people are used to filing an individual return. It's a state return and a federal return. You got to file both of them. It's very foreign with regards to only a federal return. In this, in, the, in your your tax preparer, they went to state school. They weren't taught contract law. You got to go talk to a contract attorney. Or a high-end tax attorney. But just because you don't know something exists doesn't mean it does not. So I would say the first benefit of the five would be jurisdiction. Jurisdiction. And why would that be a benefit? Well, let's say it like this. Number one. proper administration of a private contractual entity necessarily disallows the need for filing a state return. It is not created by any state therefore it is not governed by the state the jurisdiction is cited within the contract the contract the indenture it governs itself it governs itself it's amazing it's unbelievable with regards to this jurisdictional thing in Boyd versus US 116 US 618 that's B-O-I-D versus the United States, 116 U.S. 618. It was held that trustees of a trust have all the power necessary to carry out their obligations, which they assume, and their books and records are not subject to review or subpoena because it's private. Smith Smith versus Morse. 2CA524. That's the citation. Number 2CA, California. 524. A peer trust is established by contract, and any law or procedure in its operation. Denying or obstructing contract rights impairs contract obligation and is therefore violative of the United States Constitution. Smith versus Morse. Unbelievable. What? Any law impairing the obligation of contract. What does the contract say? The contract governs. You... You can look at the, what is it, the Hague Hague Convention on the Recognition of Trust. 
<clears throat> excuse me, the Hague Convention on the Law Applicable to Trust. The laws record the law applicable to trusts on their recognition. You can just type in the Hague Convention on Trust in any search engine and it will come up. Article 6. Applicable law. Article 6. A trust shall be governed by the law chosen by the settler. The choice must be expressed or be implied in the terms of the instrument creating or the writing evidencing the trust interpreted if necessary in light of the circumstances of the case. Now check this out where the law chosen under the previous paragraph does not provide for the, Oh, I'm sorry. Where the law chosen under the previous paragraph does not provide for trust or the category of trust involved, the choice shall not be effective. And the law specified in Article 7 may apply. Article 7, where no applicable law has been chosen, a trust shall be governed by the law with which it is mostly closely connected to. In ascertaining the law with which a trust is most Closely connected Reference shall be made in particular to Place of administration of the trust Designated by the settler B. The situs of the assets Of the trust If it owns a property Oops C. The place of residence or business Of the trustee Mm. And D. The objects of the trust And the places where they are to be fulfilled So what does it say? Where no applicable law has been chosen. This is how statutory law is applied. This is how the laws of the state is applied. When no law is chosen, contract makes the law. This is an international document. You should download this. You should study this. You should read this. This is not something you were told to read in school. This was not taught. You weren't lectured on this. You weren't given a test or a quiz or otherwise. This is something that you should really look into. Now, jurisdictions. Listen to what I'm about to say, please. Because this is all love. Love you. Jurisdictions, specifically states, may have particular statutes and codes that articulate specific manners by which Jurisdiction can be applied to a trust. Just because it's in the statutes of a state and it says so, does not mean that the state governs the structure. Because any law or procedure in its operation denying or obstructing contract rights impairs contract obligation and is violative of the United States Constitution.
Or how about this? In Crocker versus McCloy, a trust organization consisting of a U.S. constitutional right of contract cannot be abridged. The agreement, when executed, becomes a constitutionally protected organization and not under the laws passed by any of the several legislatures. Jurisdiction. Unbelievable benefit. Several legislatures meaning the states. Several is means, I think it's more than three. And several does mean 50. 50 is definitely several. Right? So jurisdiction, if you can comprehend jurisdiction, like I'm serious, if you can hold two opposing ideas in your mind and gaze upon them with no emotion and no fear, you are a luxurious person, number one, and should be celebrated, (laughs) not playing, but two, you will be able to see what I'm saying, what the state statutes will say. What the Internal Revenue Code may say versus what it is. And, you know, this must be comprehended and understood because state a claim for which relief can be granted, which means you must state a claim. You got a claim. Number two, private benefits. Private benefits. There's, there's certain benefits in the public. For being an employee or, you know, being a CEO, there's different benefits packages for different, you know, so same as in the private, but those benefits are governed by the contract indenture itself and not governed by any state statutes or internal revenue code. For example, food, clothing, shelter, education, health care, and retirement benefits. Unbelievable benefits of a private trust. Unbelievable. What? And then, oh, oh, I've seen cases that, you know, the trustee got in trouble for the trust paying for private, you know, expenses. I don't know. What what kind of trust was that? Was there different types of administration? How was the state able to gain jurisdiction over that trust? There's a lot of ways that it can happen. I've seen a lot of ways. I'm learning every day new ways. It's interesting. But I can always read a court case and point out, oh, this is how they gain jurisdiction over the trust. Self-dealing, co-mingling, or some some sort of combination of the two is always going to be the downfall. Of a private trust, even if the indenture is bulletproof. Doesn't matter. The administration says it all. So private benefits, food, Clothing, shelter, education, health care, and retirement services. These are expenses that are allowable according to the contract indenture. Contract makes the law. No state can pass any law impairing the obligation of contract. Let me check out my notes. Let me check out my notes. Let me check out my notes because ultimately 
when it comes to does the contract rule or does the statute rule the contract will rule as long as there no there is no misadministration my notes my notes and specific terms of an instrument defining specific benefits to trustees and beneficiaries cannot be abridged due to the whim of you know an internal revenue service agent state representative so on and so forth because contract makes the law A trust has a legal right to sue in its own name or be sued. Trust has a right to sue in its own name. And a business trust has a right to own property and be sued for said property. All the rights of a person, but not the governance. And the benefits are spelled out in the trust indenture itself, not according to any statutory law. Now, there will be allegations, potentially, from, you know, your trustee attorney. I've been your family attorney for 23 years. I've known Jim for 23 years, and he wouldn't lie to me. Okay. You better be careful with that. Because Jim has been taught state statutory law. That's what he knows. So it's it's something to, you know, it's something to keep in mind. And then you will hear people say that you can't do that. That don't exist. Ain't no such. They haven't been taught this. So private benefits. That would be number two. And I'm going to say number three. Number three is asset protection. Like I said, the trust is a legal and distinct entity. Business trust can own property. An asset trust can own property. Sue in its own name. Be sued. So therefore, if you, you, have any creditors or litigation this is not going to come at the trust assets it's 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 separate from the trust assets So, 
assets in trust belong to the trust. They do not belong to the trustee. They do not belong to the trust beneficiaries. Well, technically, in a fiduciary capacity, they own they be, they the trust belong to the. I mean, the assets belong to the trustee. But the trustee capacity, not the person, not the end, the personal man or woman acting in the capacity of the trustee. If you understand that, you're doing really well. A trust never dies, and I'll get to that in a second. But the asset protection capability of private contractual trust is absolutely ridiculous. And when you begin to divest assets from yourself into your private estate, You can really, really comprehend the power of these structures. Specifically, when 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 assets are in an asset trust, so these assets are owned by a distinct legal and separate entity and that entity that person that legal person has no contract with no one or nobody that is a very very and substantially protective measure that can be taken with regards to unencumbered assets You want to understand And when I eat The more I understand the more it blows my mind And I've been doing this for a long time Asset protection Number four Of the five Unbelievable benefits of private trust Reunification Instrument Private trust specifically a family trust Is a family Reunification instrument What do I mean You know even with you know More specifically with wealthy Parents or a wealthy parent They may have a will More than likely they do So they avoid probate Necessarily Their assets pass to their Heirs their children But their children are taxed On what they receive There's a tax Which means that that man, that woman Worked their entire life Paid income taxes on their income Paid sales tax, use tax On the things that they acquired And when they passed these things to their heirs Their heirs were taxed And also A will doesn't protect from creditors It doesn't protect from litigation 
neither does a living trust. You have a lot of people that will do a living living trust. That's a grantor trust. The the uh, the grantor and the trustee are the same person. It's uh, known as alter ego or persona. Any creditors have litigation. You know, they revoke the trust as an alter ego, and they 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 come after the assets. Every generation, we have to start over. Every generation, we're taught to go to school, get a good job, or whatever. Some generations, you know, nowadays are not taught to go to school. Even if you start your own business without private structure, you can't perpetuate that wealth. It's almost impossible. You have income tax, you have death tax, probate tax. Gift tax, inheritance tax, generation skipping tax, family reunification. True, the family trust never dies. Like I was saying earlier, so if it, it never dies, there's never a disbursement of its assets. If there's never a disbursement of its assets, and all the all of the wealth remains in the estate. If all of the wealth remains in the estate. The heirs and successor trustees would, you know, kind of be required to work together to administer the family estate. To continue the legacy and be proper stewards of the wealth within the family estate. Oh, it's not, oh, you get your little piece. Of dad's money, of mom's money, I get mine. You go to Bermuda, and you know I want to go to Alaska. You still do that, but you still got to stick together. You still got to at least talk to each other because you have to administer this state. You have to properly administer this wealth. You have to ensure that the uh, the adverse trustee, your sister, your brother, whoever. Doesn't burn up the money Start selling stuff It's a family Reunification instrument The public wars against your family The family trust Is What we use as the reunification tool Hey, look, we got about, I don't know, 60 seconds left in the broadcast. If you're checking this out on the internet, I think there's a new option where you can, like, call in or something on the on, on the page. I don't know. I got a notification when I was making the show, and I was just like, what? So they implemented some new stuff. Otherwise, you want to call in 563-999-3616 because we, we're going to stream a little bit. And you'll miss number five. You'll miss the fifth benefit. But yeah, family reunification, you know, it, 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 it keeps people. It keeps people dealing with each other. You, you know, you can't just run off and disappear. Hey, where's Billy? I don't know. I haven't seen Billy in years. Ever since he got his money. 
after Ma passed. It's just been one of those things. This is what we're looking to avoid. And this can definitely be avoid, avoided. And that's, I'm going to say that's number four, number four, number four, number five, five, unbelievable. It's unbelievable how you can, you re, you can easily, how quickly you can reunify your family unit in, in, in a mere generation or two. Family reunions every year. It's, it's a whole different reality for your children or grandchildren just by setting up a private estate. It's unbelievable, right? Yeah, I know. Number five, five, number five, and I, you know, what will I say? I'll, I'll say I left the, well, I would say the most controversial and, and what most people use as number one. I, I put it at number five, and that's tax, probate, and creditor avoidance. You know, you're going to, you know, proper administration of a private contractual trust automatically avoids taxes and that's not legal advice that's not a guarantee you know probably you got to pay more taxes I don't know I could be crazy but proper administration simply because you know a a structured um, I'm sorry a properly structured trust does not Submit a state return I'll just stop there That's it that's all that's it Right there that's it Um, You know there's no Probate because the trust doesn't die And you know Upon death of a trustee uh, The grantor any beneficiary Anything Owed to a creditor by a grantor, trustees, or any beneficiary cannot be attached to trust property, trust assets, trust checking accounts, trust brokerage accounts, trust uh, trust vehicles, trust trust real estate. And this has been going on for a long time. This stuff has been, has been, these types of strategies have been utilized for a long time. Research that I've done, it's over, some of this stuff is over a hundred years old with regards to these types of structures, these contractual entities. I believe that the framers of the Constitution knew exactly what they were doing. And I, I believe that every single word within the Constitution was very deliberate. And you know, a lot of people are afraid. A lot of people are fearful. And fear is one of the most powerful, if not the most powerful tool For control 
You can do a you can do an internet search types of business structures, for example. You're gonna see all types of things. Like I said, LLC corporation. Partnership, limited partnership, limited liability company. But you're not gonna see private contractual trust. You're not gonna see uh business trust. You're not gonna see it. Because they're not governed by any of the laws of the several legislatures. They're they're too powerful. They're it's too easy to avoid taxes with them. Why the IRS is never gonna come out and say, Hey, this is how you how you legally avoid taxes. This this is how you not pay taxes legally. Right here, here you go. Step one through twelve. Twelve steps. It'll never happen. But as I said, just because you don't know something exists doesn't mean it does not. And just because the people that you employ or that you respect in their knowledge doesn't know something exists doesn't mean it does not. So there it is, man. There it is. That's the five unbelievable benefits of private trust. I trust that you enjoyed the show. Looks like Got someone with their hand up. Am I going to take a call? Uh, I guess it's been a while. I could take a caller. But, you know, I do, I do want to describe, you know, unbelievable benefits. These things that people just can't believe. These things that you will talk yourself out of. Believing, You'll read Supreme Court cases, you'll read the Internal Revenue Code, you'll read the Hague Convention, you'll read the Constitution, you'll read a bunch of things. But, you know, believing it is something different. You got to experience it. And, you know, if if you're at that point where, you know, hey, I'm looking to move forward, I'm looking to put action to my thought and desire with regards to taking more control of my labor taking control of my private estate taking taking control of my family taking more control of my assets taking control of the wealth and assets that you accumulate over your life Taking more control Because it's all about control Because we understand we control everything Own nothing and, and in the public you're taught the opposite Everything that you own is in your name If you have an LLC There might be some things owned in the LLC But everything that you own is in your name And that is Extremely Dangerous Extremely dangerous. So I trust you learned something with the five unbelievable benefits of private trust. Yeah, it, it was time to it was time to do a show on the benefits, y'all. So I mean, look, I'm gonna take this caller. I'm gonna t- caller nine eight nine six nine five nine. Peace. What's your name? Where you calling from? 
Hey, so does Jay again. Called you last hey, week. It was a good it was a good chat. I like what you were throwing down again tonight. <laughs> you got my attention. All right. Yeah, sir. Sounds, um sounds cool. How's your day going? Uh, 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 hey, it's doing pretty good. It's pretty good. Um I'm keeping up with those current events as well that you're talking about with the uh AI and uh world coin stuff like that and then if you bring it up all these layoffs coming i imagine it's something's uh moving underground fast and i think people are going to be taken off off guard sooner than they expect with just more people being laid off and i think when that happens it's like if the universal basic income don't come fast it's i don't know what people will be doing anyways right if they're not in a private trust or something, they're going to be out here with their heads spinning. The prices of everything keep going up, that's for sure. Um, yeah. 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 Um, I, you know, prices stuff, in I'm, Federal Reserve notes, in, in their currencies. You know, I mean, you got to look at yeah, commodities, too. Right. And, um, you know, of course, people you know always think of gold and silver and stuff, but, you know, you got to look at other commodities. Right. But yeah, you're yeah. absolutely correct. Just, yeah. Just food food prices, everything else. And like you were saying that if you have this private trust set up it it's supposed to accommodate your basic needs basically, right? Food, shelter, yeah. clothing. Food, clothing, education. shelter, education, health care and retirement services. That's that's everything a person needs right there. Absolutely. Yeah. What else do you need? You don't need anything else? Uh, no. Um, I've like I, I, I put a lot of hours in on the internet, just researching as much as I can. I've been using some of the AI tools as well, some of the search engines, and they do a great job. I mean, Google goes so far, but these things scrape the whole internet, so you can speed up everything that you're trying to find, and. Uh, like, I just watched a YouTube podcast of a guy, uh, I really can't remember what the guy's name was, but he was saying, you know, people that don't use the AI as far as, you know, get get familiar with it are going to be left behind. Even just basically everybody's a Google search engine user mostly, so you just got to step it up and use the chat GPT or... Um, you know, there's a few other ones that are available, and uh, I guess you know, ask ask as many questions as you can because prompting is the next the next new thing. Is you know, what you can ask it is going to render you results. So if you're inquisitive, you can really you know find do some research right now and get get quite a bit of information going on course if it's not on the internet you're not going to find it right it's like you're saying there's there's you can only go so far and people might not know so when they when that and it doesn't mean it doesn't exist it's just it's whether or not you're asking the right questions to the right person or finding that you know digging deep in the research to find things with the right questions too um, 
Yeah. Have you, I agree. Uh, I think um, you know, uh, a diligent pursuit um, consistently produces results. Correct. Yeah. Because after a while, you might exhaust your <laughs> question and and not get nowhere, but you got to just start reformulating it, and you'll find something. You get around it, you know. Yep. Absolutely. Get, so uh, what I've found with the private trust is, like you're saying, it's not going to be in the public so much. It appears to be almost some sort of documents that you set up with yourself, and in case somebody gets in your business, you can present them. And if you have them put together beforehand, then that basically gives you – first claim in the circumstance. Does that sound correct or am I kind of on to the right thing here? Um, well, I mean, they're, it's, a, it's, a, it's a trust, it's a contract, um, and yes, it's recognized to do business in all 50 states. You can open bank accounts, things of that nature, and when, you know, particularly when any you know outside agency or you know state court or alleged authority attempts to you know encroach upon the jurisdiction of the trust yes you you within the you use the contract and you know the execution of your administration to you know, substantiate the actual terms of the indenture and how um, the statutory law or, you know, the alleged governing agency is inherently impairing the obligation of contract by, you know, operation of this law on the actual trust. Like you had mentioned earlier about how we have unlimited contracting in the United States with the Constitution. In other words, because that protects us privately to unlimited contracting first in the first place, then that that does stand as law where statutes are just regulations that exist in the public, correct? In other words, so... Yeah, statutes are, you know, public law, and then, you know, contract is private law, yeah. Right, right. So once you establish this trust in the sense where, I guess you uh, outline it in a way where you probably are drawing from even the Constitution, correct, to some degree, that you're, how you're going to contract or whatever... And this becomes almost like just your your paperwork that you hold in case of ever in an inner any <laughs> having to deal with an agency of sorts or anything where if you were maybe dragged into court, right? You you can present this stuff, and if they wonder like, well, how how are you operating? Because we don't see anything happening. Because isn't it sort of an invisible? Uh, sort of, well, whatever you want to look at it, being in the private almost looks like 
you're not on on the books. Is that correct? I mean, well, what are the what are the books that you're referring to? Okay, uh, uh, I guess like you said, you don't have to report a private trust. So if you're not reporting, I guess the reporting is on there on the state books or the books that go through the public. That's what so I'm like talking state about. Registration. Like straight state yeah. registration? Yeah, yeah, no. Well, there's no re- right. state registration of these structures. Right. Oh, okay. Right. So, which which you know, is in, in way, you know, it's in contradistinction to what would be, you know, commonly known as a, as a statutory trust. Those trusts invoke state jurisdiction within their indentures. They're actually trust agreements and not trust contracts. Okay. Hey, all right. I hope I'm asking some good questions here. <laughs> as long as you're getting answers to your questions, then they're good questions. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no such thing as a uh, stupid question, brother. Right, right. And I think you know, real, real elementary questions can sort of like demystify some of the things that aren't maybe obvious to some people. Or you know, even my, within myself here, I, I, I've looked at this now. Let's say uh, a person can draw up their own trust. Then, or is it is it better to work with somebody that's already done it? I mean, I'm not saying that would make sense, but yeah, I mean, when anyone can create a trust. Uh, like, okay. like you said, uh, unlimited right to contract. You can sign as many contracts. You can create as many contracts as you want. Um, it's just, you know, specific terminology, uh, the proper structure, you know, the specific provisions necessary for protection. You know, you probably want to deal with someone who knows what they're doing or an organization that knows what they're doing. That's why we offer trustee training here at the foundation. Um it's it, it's something that you know it, it isn't offered technically. Like in a, you're not going to go to a public school and just get this kind of this kind right, of administrative training. Infer- mm-hmm. and, yep. Okay. And if a person does know, I think what they want, and if they're not overly um, exposed to the public already, how much uh, training do they need in order to? start to uh, you know make some progress with drawing this up is this something that I understand it's important to know things but in in the idea of just putting together the trust and making sure that they feel that they have it I guess established on paper uh, how much uh, is involved in this is this something that can be done quickly or is it something that should take more time or well, I mean, every everyone is going to be unique and distinct in their station. And what I mean by that is, you know, everyone is going to have their own level of comprehension, understanding, and I would say, you know, education with regards to trust So, and administration. So each person is different and, you know, everyone learns differently. So I guess fast is relative to you, but there's, it's it's not a training to where it's, you know, there, there is a pace of the training, but it's not in any way restrictive to where, you know, if you're ready to go, you know, you got to wait until next month because that's when we're doing that. It's not 
It's not like that. So, um, I guess to answer I, I mean, your like question, some... it's... Go ahead. No, no problem. Just to answer a question, um, I guess it would depend on the 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 one who is, you know, at question or you know that we're we're considering. Okay, right. I, well, I was gonna try to interject to say, in a time frame, let's say if somebody was, um, they knew their parents were were ill or something and they knew they didn't have a lot of time and they wanted to try to get something established is there something that where a person could do this within a relative frame of time or would they have to sit down and say well if you know you're gonna it's only gonna happen when it's done and not you can't oh, rush it. Or, okay i know what you mean well i mean look the 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 expression and Recording um, and uh, I guess evidencing and creation of the trust can happen pretty quick, as quick as you need. Okay. It, what's going to take time is learning how to properly administer. Those are two different things. Like having having the right structure, having the right indenture, is one thing, but properly mm-hmm. administering the trust is another. Sure, that that's the training you're saying. That's right. how you know you're <laughs> okay. All right, well, that that didn't that answered my question because you know I mean I think when a person uh, approaches this and like I said like trying to sort of get a time reference to what making them feel that they're pro- progressing at some rate or just talking about it. Right versus versus just talking about it, where you feel like okay, I I'm doing the first part of the process now. From here forward, I am just you know this is something I it's a lifelong learning process where you're going to stay with it because there's a lot to learn and um, it, it's it's a lifestyle that you have to manage that goes along with this in order to make it obviously work properly. Is that correct? Uh, well, yes. Yes. I just think, you know, people make, it, people make it into more than, you know, it's, it's kind of like riding a bike at first. It, uh, it's difficult, you know, um, it's kind of weird. You feel awkward, but after, after, you know, I don't know, a few weeks, a month or so, you know, um, you're really good at it. You become better and better and better and better to the point where you don't think about it and you can just jump on any bike and ride it. And I think sure. that's the same with, you know, learning anything. You know, you, you learn it and then you kind of perfect it and then maybe tweak it over time when necessary. Right. But, you know, um, unless, you know, unless something out of the ordinary happens, which would probably be circumstantial and, you know, we're dealing with trust. If it's not one trustee, it'll be another. It's going to be, you know, you're going to know exactly what's going on. And it's not, it's, you know, I don't want it to seem like, Ooh, it's a lifelong um, learning experience with regards to trust administration and, and make it seem, cause I feel like a lot of people make it seem real complicated. And I think there's two reasons for that. One, uh, because maybe it, feels, it seems complicated to, to them and two, you know, they're trying to make it themselves 
seem really smart, like this is so complicated, but I understand it. And ultimately, it's, it's right. just really learning how to administer, you know, a structure. It's, it's, it's you know, the, the thing I like to say is anything that will get you fired or written up at your job will get you in trouble with trust administration. Okay. You know? Um, and most people were like, well, showing up late. Well, it's yeah, con- I mean. Right. It's your conduct. Um, you you got to, you got to like follow a certain protocol. Otherwise, yeah, you're, yeah. you're, you maybe just like anything. There's a certain protocol. Okay. You can't, you can't uh, co-mingle, you know? Uh, you say, oh, right. this is a nice lamp in the, in the break room. Pick the lamp up and bring it home and see if there's <laughs> right. not a problem. The same thing with yeah. trust. Right. You know, uh, you know, if your if your boss says, "Hey, go buy, go buy a, a pickup truck for the company," and you go buy the truck, but you put it in your personal name and not the company name, that your boss is going to have a problem with that. You know. Yeah, absolutely. So when we sit down and really just contemplate it and just kind of put, you know our mind to it, it's it's easy to kind of relate to, you know, what we should and should not do. Do we have basically a delegation of authority? Are we self-dealing? Are we co-mingling? But, you know, when it comes to specific operations and specific actions, yeah, these are things we have to learn. Well, it seems like it's something that can be handled as long as the person's got a decent moral compass then. Moral compass, yeah. You know. Uh, consistency, dedication. You know. Right. I mean, I mean, not everybody's going to be ultra rich if they're not, but they could still benefit from this, for sure. Is that? True? Yeah. You you can benefit, and then your heirs will benefit, and your family right. will benefit. Yep. Um, I've I've only got a few people I can talk to about this sort of thing, and they. They don't have a lot of money, so they don't see this is even making any sense to them. They're like, well, you know, that's for rich people. You know, that's why they are trust fund people or something, you know. <laughs> and yeah, I hear that a lot I'm, as well. And I'm like, well, uh, gee. And then I, I, even when I've looked into, like, starting businesses, what I've read or come across, they're like, always anticipate it to be bigger than what you might start. No matter what it is, even if it's just your passion, before you know it, if it takes off, you might have employees. It can get huge. So, you know, always um, make room from the beginning that things can always grow. And if you you don't do that, um, it's hard to, you know, uh, start over. So, you know, I guess it's just, you know, I, I, I can see that sort of. To go side and side with you know hand in hand with this where you know when a person starts to get themselves going and this is like you said if you do a business and you're not set up in a trust to start there's all these forms of taxes and this and that's going on and it's already a struggle so if you're just starting a business you might want to start with this as your it's your foundation, right? That's why you guys are called the foundation, right? <laughs> you get you get your foundation laid down solid, and then from there on up, you can build your castle. I would hope. Are you still there? 
No, no, you're absolutely really? correct. That was a very, very astute observation. <laughs> and yeah, no, you're absolutely okay, correct. Right on. <laughs> All right, great. I didn't know if I lost you there. Nope, didn't lose me. I got some, I got some headphones on, and I'm out walking around, walking my dog. It's a nice night. Yeah, I mean, internet it's, connections. It's, yeah. Telephone connections, internet connections. But hey, man, I correct, appreciate correct. you calling in. Maybe you should shoot it, shoot us an email. Admin at welcome to the foundation dot com. I, I will um, be doing that. Sounds like you know you might want to inquire as to the trustee training. But I'm gonna wrap up. Uh, I think so. Okay. But I really appreciate you time. calling in. Hopefully, you call in next week. Okay. It'd be good to All talk right. to well, you hey, again. Th- All right. Take it easy, though. You Thank as you well. very much. Thank Have you. Have a great evening. Peace. <clears throat> well, that's it. That's the show. I always appreciate people calling in. I know we got other callers. I got to go, you know. Um, but always appreciate people calling in. Always appreciate the emails, well wishes, the interactions on the social media. You know, I'm a very, very busy person. And, and I know a lot of people say that, but, I mean, come on. People in my personal life, man, they're just like, how do you do it? Um, sometimes... I don't know how, but I'm a very busy person, and just because I don't respond or no one at the foundation responds, we try to respond to everything, especially on the social media. You know, the likes, and it doesn't take much to put a heart on it or double tap. I don't know, man, but I'm very busy, but it's, it doesn't go unnoticed. So I definitely want to take this time to say thank you for all the subscribers. Thank you for all the listeners. Thank you to all the clients. Thank you to all the trainees. Thank you to everyone. That is a listener, a follower, that's down, that is a part of the foundation, however, however you are a part of the foundation. Definitely want to say thank you, 100%. I really trust that, you know, over the years with these episodes of the foundation, you've been able to, you know, gain perspective and gain knowledge with regards to subject matter that isn't easily ascertainable. And, you know, the gentleman is right. Yes, this is the foundation. This information is the foundation. Contract is the foundation of the United States of America, guys. So, you know, the world is run on contracts. Countries are ruled on contracts. Countries deal with each other through contracts, a.k.a. treaties. So, yes, this is the foundation. We welcome you to the foundation. And we appreciate when you're here. So I trust that, you know, over the years, you've been able to pick stuff up. We will continue, even through the restructuring. We have a lot to offer now. We'll be offering more in the future. Be sure to check out the episode we did on CPNs with Derek Private it was a couple weeks ago. Check out the archives if you're interested in credit, credit privacy numbers. Derek, Derek Private is doing his dance. And we will continue to do our dance. We got our in-person event coming this September. We're going to be in Chicago. So if you're in Chicago, you're in the Chicago area, or if you just want to come from wherever you are, stay tuned. Sign up for the email list at welcometothefoundation.com. And, you know, stay tuned. Because we're we're continuing to grow. But we will stick to our roots. And part of our roots, the largest part of our roots, is you. So thank you very much. Like 100%, not even playing. Not even playing. So 
with that being said, I trust that you learned something that, you know, and I even more than that, I trust you're, that you're inspired to take the steps to reestablish your private estate. Because I don't think people truly comprehend the importance and um, the nobility that goes along with reestablishing your private estate. So, you know, we're here for you. If you're looking to, you know, get into trustee training, make sure you email us admin at welcome to the foundation.com. Make sure you check out our website. Welcome to the foundation.com. And, you know, you know, we are at your service. So with that being said, y'all have a great and luxurious week. Make sure that you enjoy yourself. You take care of yourself. Make sure that you say 10 things that you're thankful for before you go to sleep tonight and every night, as it is very important. And we will catch you next week on the same network, the hottest radio network on the planet, high frequency radio network. I'm your host, So L, Seeker of Truth L, Speaker of Truth L, and it has been my absolute pleasure to be with you today on another episode of The Foundation. Y'all be good. Believe in yourself. Begin to take action and you will become who you want to be. And I believe in you. Y'all have a great week. Peace. Doing this thing all the way live. High Frequency Radio.